culture over skill. We, we want people to be skilled, uh, but culture is way more important. They fit all of our core values. They're going to be able to figure out how to do the job. You're listening to the Faster Freedom Show, hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money. Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth. If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show. Hello and welcome to the Faster Freedom Show. My name is Sam. And I'm Lucas. And Lucas, did you know that we currently have uh, 45 team members? Yes, sometimes I feel like I'm not going to know, but most of the time I do know. I think you're you're always going to know unless I'm doing something completely off the wall. Yeah, so um, the the sheet says 43, Sam. You know that, right? I thought we we were 45. I think it's 43. Okay, well, we got two we're hiring for. So by the time it comes out, maybe we'll be 45. There we go. So um, what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to talk about this might be the the best part of the journey. So Lucas and I recently presented on our eight, nine year journey and we did broke it up into six phases and this is the last phase. So if this is the first episode you're hearing, go back and uh, listen to the first five after you listen to this one. But this one is about building a team. You want to catch them up to this point and then we'll kick it off. Yeah. So um, yeah, phases one through five were school, a dollar and a dream, uh, investing with a full-time job, taking the leap to full-time real estate and quitting the job, and then scaling. Uh, and this part's about building a team and what we look for. And uh, we, we've done it, right? We started off our team with just us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we're at 45 people. So I, I think that's pretty cool. And I think uh, there's a set of challenges that come along with that. But there's also, if you do it the right way, a lot of gratitude and, and fun that comes along with that as well. Yeah, we did ours completely different than most people tell you to do. So that'll be fun. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, and when I, we say 43, 45 team members, that's we mean actual team members. Like we have W2. Employees. W2. We yeah. have probably... I mean, just in the education, I mean, another seven or eight 1099s at yep. work. And then in a flipping, we have contractors oh, and yeah. other 1099s. Subs so and vendors. And yeah. we probably are closer to 75 to 100. But for actual sure. team members that work for our company that we give W-2s to is 43 to 45 right now. So that's that's been fun. It's been crazy. And it, it's been uh, it's been necessary, Lucas. Like, uh, in order to grow, grow where we want to grow, you have to be able to grow a team. And no matter where you are in your phase, I think you'll find this one interesting because eventually hopefully everybody's going to be growing a team like we did so we couldn't do it alone um where we want to get i think is the main thing lucas because my good friend uh kong kong lee he doesn't want to grow he wants he wants to be able to travel he went with his wife to vietnam for like 40 days like he wants to be able to do that we are not in a point now where we could do that maybe ever probably eventually but he wants to have three people he wants to make x a month he wants to grow his personal brand that's all he doesn't want to build a team he doesn't want to manage people i get it so it's it's just the opposite with with me at least um initially like i'm sure most of you guys heard about our journey but that's kind of how we got started is you know building portfolio financial freedom quit the job go on vacations all the time but uh it just wasn't as fun as we we thought it was. Mm-hmm. We, we tried it a little bit, and it's just not all it's cracked up to be to me, at least. You know, in the last, you know, at least five years, I've always known that we wanted to grow a company of 
up to 100 people, 1,000 people, 5,000 people, and be able to to run that company. And um, we, we've just fell in love with real estate, so that has become the vehicle to be able to build a company of that size. Yeah, and I think we have learned, probably could have guessed that, but maybe not. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We still kind of don't. Still don't. Yeah, still don't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, that's. but it's something where – we really enjoy the team aspect, the culture yeah. aspect, the, the the bringing your team along with you, the helping your team build the rental portfolio to watching Dakota's going to, you know, his very first flip on the education team, he's going to make like 65, 70 grand net yeah. on his very first flip. So stuff like that's really cool to us. Yeah, it'd be great to go down to, we love 38 down in Florida, go down there for six months out of the year, but I'm just nowhere near that right now. So yeah. I just enjoy that kind of stuff too, but I enjoy growing a team more than kicking back and taking it easy right now. For sure. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we've, we've had some, some wins when it was just Sam and I, and it's, it's fun celebrating those wins, but it's a lot more fun celebrating the wins uh, with, with an entire team and then getting everybody excited about a, a common goal and going after it and chasing it. Uh, so a lot more fun and enjoyable celebrating those wins, but also there's always going to be challenges, right? So, you know, having a team and having somebody to, to have your back and, and vice versa while you're going through those challenges is a, is a huge, um, positive i would say and in, in the type of strong team that we're building yeah we're really good at celebrating yeah we need to celebrate a little more we need to go uh, see air air and guardians 3 and flash and there's a lot of cool movies coming out yeah i think i love guardians but i think air would be the number one I, right now yeah my brother is a movie um fanatic fanatic and he's like if you like um sports and you like to watch a small business or you like like small business entrepreneurship yeah. airs your movie i was like well i love both of those things so yeah It'll be right, and I love freaking Matt Damon and Ben Affleck yeah. and Jason Bateman and, and Chris you Tucker know, and Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan's fine. I like him a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, I I want to touch on one more thing before we get moving into the meat and potatoes here. Um, you had to tell our audience um, that team members, you know, we're, we're talking about people that are actually employed by us, right? Yep. And I think that's where it starts is our, our language and who we talk about our team, uh, how we talk about our team. They're, they're not employees. They're not, they're not here to make Sam and I rich. They're, they're part of a team and they're, they get as much out of this as, as we do. And that's how we want to have everything structured here. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely part of the culture. We're going to get into that and how we did it. And we definitely did it different than most. And I think that that's a good thing. It's usually when everybody's doing the same thing, it's hard to differentiate. It's hard to gain an advantage. Everybody's rowing in the same direction throughout you know whatever culture or i guess whatever industry that's in but if you kind of do things differently and it still works that's where you can i feel like that's been a big part of our success so this episode is brought to me i'm going to do it you can't even do it this episode is brought to you by prime corporate services they will set up an llc for you for free because of our partnership with them they will give you a free 45 minute consult on setting up a trust setting up a holding company setting up bookkeeping um doing uh a will, doing estate planning, anything they will do for you, entity setup. So just check out the show links below uh, or the show notes below and get the link from them. And whether you're in business now or want to be in business, call them for a 45 minute free consult. It is free. You don't need to enter a credit card or anything. Do it. Do it now. Right. So number one thing walls is where we want to go, we can't do it alone. We need more people to do it. So this is how we are growing our team. The first thing and the number one 
thing we look at when bringing on new team members is culture. How do they fit the culture? Culture over skill mm -hmm. every single time. Of course, it's great to have a skill, but skills can be taught. In my opinion, culture can be taught to a certain degree, but they either have the core values that we want like deep embedded in them mm -hmm. or a majority of them, and we can help grow the other ones. But having somebody that is that can't doesn't have a mindset of abundance and doesn't love and respect people, but they're really skilled at a certain task, like we're not going to hire that person. We can always teach them a skill. Yeah, and us as the, the business owners, cool thing is we get to decide what we want our culture to be and feel like. Um, and every business has, has a different culture, but um, and that's okay, has a different identity. So there's so many different pieces that go into having a good culture. Uh, number Number one, it just starts with, believing and understanding that culture uh, is more important than anything else in a business. And the way your people interact and the way your your office feels is, is so much more important. If you have that right, then everything else kind of just falls into place. So uh, culture, um, I'm, I'm always kind of feeling out how everybody's interacting, what the vibe is like. I'm a big vibe guy, but, uh, you know, core, uh, core values. Kind of a hippie. A little bit. Get that from your father and your mother. Yep. Uh, core, core values, Sam mm -hmm. mentioned. Um, having core values and living your core value, values, hiring and firing by those core values is a big part of the culture. Um, you know, your vision and uh, getting people excited about your vision and where you guys are going is a big part. Mission statement, identity, all that stuff, whatever the, the terminology is that you use from whatever books you read, um, is all goes into culture. Yeah, and culture is something like that you mentioned earlier, we can control, we enjoy, and it just, we want to make it it boils down to like, like little kid lingo. We just want to have fun, and we want the people here to have fun. And that, yeah. that a lot of that's the culture. Obviously, people need to work yeah. and put in the time, and but that could be part of our culture. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. work hard, work hard, <laughs> whatever, and have, whatever work hard and have be. fun. Yep. Yeah. And then um, a big part of that is culture over skill, but then getting the person in the right fit. And yeah. once talk a little bit about how we do that, the tests we use, and just in general, putting people in places to win. Yeah, that's a great point. You mentioned that. The biggest part of the culture is who you have on your team. Yes. And if they're living by those core values, then majority of the time, your culture kind of just falls into place. And it's a lot easier to keep your culture going than it is to rebuild your culture and revamp your culture and change it completely. At that point, Sam said we control it, but that would be an extremely challenging overhaul. So get it right from the start and keep it right and maintain it. Uh, and the biggest portion of that is bringing the right people in this building and protecting this building. Um, and um, yeah, there's a lot there and we're going to get into it. But uh, like Sam said, culture over skill. We, we want people to be skilled, uh, but Culture is way more important. They fit all of our core values. They're going to be able to figure out how to do the job. Um, as long as we fit their personality to the role that they're going to be in, uh, even if they've never done property management before or never done um, buying houses buying houses or operations or whatever it is, if, if they're the right person culturally and they have a, a good personality and a skill set to learn, um, I don't care if they have ever done it. How about you? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, a lot of people we've hired – have never really specifically done a task that we've hired them for yeah. and we're not the best trainers ever but we work on that and just allowing them to um, just kind of grow within the role because we're figuring this out as we go we're small business owners and we are not experts by any mean in every aspect of everything but we just try to do the right thing and get the people in the right you know 
we the terminology we use on they're on the right bus, get them in the right seat. Yep. And we do a lot of that by this this disc test that we take. Yeah. It's a, it's more than that. It's a whole skill assessment, but we'll just call it DISC D I S C for short. Yeah, um, check it out. There's a lot of free versions of it online. So basically you you get somebody to like rank their skills, their awareness, how they actually be communicated with, and we know them. We'll get that in a second for the most part already. And then they take this test and we make sure that we're putting them in the right seat. Like uh, yeah. um, somebody can be an incredible culture fit and fit the accounting department more than the sales department. Yeah, you don't want, versa. yeah, those are completely different personalities. If you put an accountant in a sales position, they're probably going to fail, even if they're a good culture fit and vice versa. So there's the responsibility of taking somebody's personality and culture and skills and putting them in a role that gives them the highest chance to be successful. So that's part of this kind of like putting a puzzle together. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, you, you know, the disc helps us with that. Um, a lot of times we don't, we don't get it right the first time, but like Sam said, get them, get them in the office, get them on the bus. And, uh, that's the most important thing. Bring bringing talent. We're always recruiting the, the highest talented people around us that we know, um, to get them here to help us grow the business. And, uh, the majority of those people have changed roles that we've brought on mm -hmm. on the team. So uh, get them on the bus, figure out what they're great at, and then um, put them in a job that, that fits their skill set and personality. And be willing to tweak if you need to. Yep. Um, I'll touch the last one. They can get onto the, the family and friends route. Um, and the last thing is once you get the people in the right role, and this is something that, if anything, we lean very far to the – what's the opposite of micromanaging? Macromanaging? Yeah. Um, Trust and autonomy. If you're the right person, the right role, that's what Luke's going to get into, the people we've been bringing in for the most part. You just got to trust them and give them the autonomy to make mistakes, to screw up. I make mistakes all the time, but I've also seen team members making decisions that aren't like catastrophic to the company. But in my opinion, I know they're the wrong decision, and I know that that's going to lead to some rework or some failures or whatever it'll be. That failures is a dramatic word. But making decisions that I know probably aren't the best for that role or that task, letting them fail, um, being okay with a little bit of failure, um, tagging in when need be, helping when need be, but just giving them the autonomy, the actual autonomy to make it happen. I use this example all the time. I spend, unless we're buying an apartment complex, Lucas, I spend like probably, I don't know what, five hours a quarter on Midwest Property Group. So that's trusting um, the person that's running that frock to do that. So giving them the autonomy and trust to, to do it, not just bringing in the right people that um, are the right fit and then managing every little thing they do. That's not our culture at all. Yeah, I think there's, like you said, there's a there's a fine line there. We, we want to be good leaders and provide good direction. But, you know, if we're telling, I, I look at it this way, uh, we, we might tell someone what to do, but we're not going to tell them how to do it. They can figure that part on their own. We're going to give them a, the autonomy to figure out however they want to get that accomplished. Uh, we are okay with that, even if there are some minor mistakes along the way. For sure. All right, why don't you talk a little bit about the route we have gone yeah. to get the culture that we want. For sure. So, um, you know, we to go from just Sam and I to 45 people, we've hired a lot. And obviously we've hired people that are no longer with us. So we've probably hired, I don't know, a hundred people over the past, you know, five years or so, give or take mm -hmm. ballpark. And, um, you know, whenever people think of job searching or hiring, they probably think of like uh, monster or, 
Mont, oh, I forget you. You said it right. You I tried. Always, you say, I have you to say focus on What do you usually say? Mon. Yeah, Mon. yeah Luke's like you. says monster. Monster. Like going, like I'm going to get a monster energy drink, or yes. I'm going so to. There's a monster in the closet. I hate, I hate that word, so I shouldn't have said it. But anyway, or Indeed. You knew I was going to take it. And we, po- you know, we're hiring two jobs right now. We post them on Indeed too, um, but the majority of our hires come through our network and and people that we've already known, um, and we like doing it that way. Number one, one of the reasons is we hire for culture, right? And if someone comes through Indeed, it's really difficult to figure out if they're a cultural fit through a normal interviewing process. You know, a couple interviews, a personality assessment, maybe going out to dinner. Um, it's still hard to figure out if they're a cultural fit. So we like to lean on people that we know that are talented, that have been in our circle one way or another for a long time because we know they're a culture fit. They know they're going to get it done. Then we just find a spot for them. And we've done that a lot. Yes. Um, and we've done that with, you know, people we went to college with, people we went to high school with, people we went to elementary school, school with, with. Elementary school. Sean, Andrew. Yeah. Sean was my next-door neighbor since I was four years old. Yeah, that that's amazing. Um, so we've done that a lot. And we've also done the the, the family route too, mm-hmm. you know, hired my brother-in-law to, to run the flipping business, hired, um, not hired, but uh, kind of w- work with my wife to run the our nonprofit. Um, and then our, our, you know, transaction manager, we hired her daughter to be a transaction specialist. So um, there's a lot of nepotism <laughs> in the office here, but uh, we, we don't let it get in the way. And there's a reason why we do it. And we understand if it's not for you, that's fine. Don't don't hire, don't work with your friends and family. A lot of people like to keep that separate, but it has worked for us and we're going to continue doing it because the commitment and trust uh, that we get from friends and family that have known us before and come on our team and, and the willingness to, to bust their ass and do anything that they need to to make sure it works is is unmatched. And and it's it's much higher than anybody we've seen just coming in off Indeed. Yeah, and it's I think the big word to describe a lot of what you said is you get you can't really buy loyalty, but you can earn loyalty. And we've earned it, and they've earned ours, and we've earned theirs yeah. over the years of being friends outside of, um, outside of, I think, 14 or 15 of the people that we've hired uh, recently have we've known before some for 30 years some for 20 years some for two years but we've known them before and uh, Lucas and I uh, have been intentional about this that at some point we had a conversation I don't remember exactly when and where but you know we feel like we're going to do some really cool stuff this was probably five years ago maybe six years ago um, we're going to do some really cool stuff why would we not want to bring up those we love most with us rather than keep yeah. them separate this is going to be a huge part of our lives this is for a long time this is going to be our passion for fun and for business so we're going to spending a lot of time in this endeavor for the next 20 years 30 years so might as well bring in people so we can spend time with the people we want to spend time with and we don't have to do it outside of work we can do it at work and we don't just hire all of our friends and family they gotta they gotta be the right fit Mm -hmm. and we gotta triple check and be a thousand percent for sure they're going to be the right fit even more than someone that we don't know and communicate expectations and you know the chat that we're going to do our best. You do your best. Um, you know, we'll always have your back and things go south. The friendship's still there. So that's yeah. kind of the conversation we've had to have. Yep. Cool. All right. So um, why don't you talk a little bit about some challenges a little bit? If you want to hit the first, I can get the second or yeah, either one. For sure. One of our main challenges was as we're building this team where, you know, we there's certain areas of the business that we're better at building than the others. I would say, you know, sales and, and marketing. We've we got some experience with property management. We got some experience construction. We got some experience where where we've struggled recently is um, building our accounting department. And I think a big part of that is, is 
none of them have came from our network. We don't know anybody. We know a lot of sales guys, operations guys, you know, and gals. Um, but we don't know any like accountants. So we, we weren't able to pull from dip into our network to pull from the team. So, um, you know, we realized pretty quickly that we're not very good at building accounting departments. So, um, we enlisted one of our close friends that have, has done multiple jobs in our business to, uh, to kind of take that off of my plate because I tried it failed and he's going to, he's going to work on building that department over the next, you know, however long it takes. For sure. And another challenge, um, and then I'll ask you the win, which is the fun one. Um, but another challenge at this time has been and is, and it's a challenge that we embrace and I don't like lose a ton of sleep over, but is the pressure of having not only employees, quote unquote, or team members, as we like to call them, because that's how we look at them, but having team members that have families and husbands and wives and, you know, kids to feed and activities to do and vacations to go on and lives to lead kind of falls on Lucas and I, if we, you know, screw up too bad, then that affects them. And then also the more pressure of they are your friends and family, like you're like, if, uh, you know, something goes wrong and we have to let people go or just people aren't making the money or having the roles that they expected to have that, that can be kind of a tough conversation at, at Thanksgiving or Christmas morning, Lucas, with your family. So there's pressure added there, but we like that. Yeah. Yeah. What sorry, are you laughing about? Sorry. You don't work with us anymore. Yeah. Here's a, here's a gift card to Lowe's. Yes. Well, I'll see you at Easter. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. That's good. So those are definitely two challenges, ongoing challenges, mm -hmm. really, as we continue to, We're to build in the our middle team of them right now. Yep. So uh, wins uh, for for this phase and that that we've noticed in with with building a team and the, is impact, um, specifically community impact. And I look at com community uh, in in three different layers. Uh, our first community is the people inside these walls, those forty five team members that we talked about. Um, the second layer is um you know our actual neighborhoods our schools our our, our physical community that we're working and and uh, living in every single day and then the third layer would be um you know people who pay us for educational services either our our, our students or people that come to uh our local meetup every single month or just uh people that we you know that don't don't pay us and we're just helping on the street build a rental portfolio so i'll get into those real quick but Number one is people inside this office and being able to pay a, a competitive wage to do your normal everyday job is cool. But then uh, the second layer to that is, you know, they get to be around uh, and engulfed in real estate investing every single day. So uh, they can go out, go out and build their portfolio and create general, generational wealth for their family in Almost everybody that works with us has their own separate rental portfolio. There's several hundred rental doors that aren't ours that are in this office, yep. which is cool. Yep, and I'll, we're doing some flips on the side and creating some more income for themselves. So that's been pretty cool and uh, uh, teaching teaching the team team that and uh, well, been, yeah, been very fulfilling. We just talked about Dakota just freaking doubled the salary. That's really cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, the next is the you know the community that we serve. And if, if everybody's happy and healthy and getting paid well in the office here, we can go out and serve our community more. And uh, the more we serve our community, the more profitable of a company we're going to be. So we're, we're buying and fixing up dilapidated houses every single week, every single day, um, you know, raising the value of property for, for all the neighbors, uh, getting great new families, a, a place to live for years to come. Uh, and hopefully, you know, boosting the educational system around there as well with, with bringing more families into places that maybe they wouldn't be before and because more tax we have dollars to go more tax dollars um, just just a little bit of everything and obviously our our nonprofit uh, that um, all of our companies donate to 
uh, to go out and serve at a, at a much more impactful level than just doing day-to-day business. And then uh, our students, right? Um, we, we believe we found something here in the way to grow a business and invest in real estate that helps others and not just yourself. And we're teaching thousands of people right now across the country with our students. And we have 250 people a month that come into our monthly meetup that we're teaching how to do real estate investing the right way. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And to just piggyback off on the, the students part of it. Yeah. We have over 1100 students now and the, the mentorship in its current form, those where those 1100 students are, has been around for like 16 months, maybe 60, right at 16 months. And we already have 1100 students. And now that it's been around long enough, obviously there's people that don't take action, but there's been enough numbers and people to take action. And we provide the support that just like two weeks ago, in one week, somebody bought us, got under contract a 16 pack of houses um, that we helped them like figure out. Another person bought 48 um, like units plus 60 garage door units that they rent out. So they got a hundred and something units that they were able to buy because what we taught them, that's going to affect their like great grandkids, just that one mm-hmm. deal. It's going to be owner finance and, and a note that they're taking over. So anyways, just those are just two examples that happened last week of some crazy impact that our students are getting because we're kind of helping at least guide them in the right direction. The ripple effect. The ripple is unreal. Effect. It is real and forever unknown, as Kiki likes to say. Forever unknown. Um, forever unknown. All right, so that's that's kind of our, that wraps up our building um, a team episode and wraps up our six part series of how Luke's and I have gone from zero to two hundred eighty rental units and in nine how, years and how we eight ish nine years and how we went from zero deals to a thousand. I think we're probably right around that thousand mark as far as flipped and wholesale. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's just the first nine years. So. Um you know, these phases will probably continue to grow and there'll probably be another phase after this or we'll consolidate or whatever. But uh, I thought this was super impactful and hopefully it was for you guys as well. Hopefully you can relate to one or at least one, but hopefully multiple phases and, and it helps you out on your investing journey. Yep. Share this episode with a friend too. Let's get into the net worth game. Let's do tennis players. Tennis players. Okay. I think we should do Pete Sampras. And, and Marie Sharapova. Serena. I was seeing oh, Serena Williams. Williams. Just do her. Yeah, she'd yeah. be way better. Yeah. She's like she's like one of the most dominant athletes of all time. It's yeah. crazy. Crazy. Pete Sampras and uh, Serena Williams. I bet Serena's got him. Oh, yeah. Think? 100%. Okay, let's but see. But I, I have no idea what Pete is because he was, you know, great. Before they made a ton of money. Yeah, probably a little bit ago. But he so might I'm going to say Pete Sampras, uh, t- $15 million. I'm going to go more than that. Uh, I'm going to go $50 million. Okay, you type it in. Fifty million, man. He must have been to do some investing. Ooh-wee. What? One fifty. Hundred fifty million. Pete yeah, Sampras. What Pete the hell Sampras. did he do to make that money? Yeah, man. He's only fifty-one. Damn. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, a, a, any net worth, one hundred sixty, one hundred fifty, one hundred sixty. Any any net worth, you know, is impressive. Obviously, we're not like, but like once you hit that uh, seven figures net worth, that's no. What is that? Oh, seven figures. Seven figures. When you're talking millions, yeah, that's what you're talking. Yeah. Or what, just whatever, when you hit the 100 million is, I guess, yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like, 100 million or more is a lot of freaking money. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, I would call that nine figures. That's what I, yeah, that's why I said seven short. All right, okay. Yeah. All right, so what do you think she is? I got her, I got her pulled up. Oh, uh, what do you think it is? She's a lot. She's a. If he's 150, yeah. she's got like Nike contract oh, that's big. Man. I bet she got a ton of sponsors. I I'm don't know what she. say a lot. And she's young still, but still, I'm going to go. Just 300 million. Yeah, that's probably a good guess. But of course, it's a good guess, Prem. What do you think this is? I'm going to go 400. All right. Ooh, saw a little bit. Ernie's cut off. First one I saw was 250. 
Um, but that's just one. So give me a sec I was going to go 250 260. or 400. I couldn't get too close to you. So 250, good for her. A quarter billion. 260, 260. Quarter billion. That's freaking yeah. good. She's, she'll, she'll get to the billion eventually, probably. 270, April 30th. Good for her. Go, yep. Serena. That's awesome. Yep. Awesome. All right. So if you have not subscribed, please subscribe. Hit the notification bell if there is one. Whatever app you're downloading, we're on Shop or on Spotify, not Shopify, Spotify and um, Apple and then Android. Uh, you don't have to, but it would be a lot cooler. Share if this did. with your friend. Luke's is only up two now in the Ooh, shoot, the outline, and the trash can game. Ah, yes. I thought that this was could it. get it within one. I thought that was it. Let's focus. This is not a good. This is not a good crumble though. Fuck you walls. Woo! You up one. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes, along with all our social media handles, so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message and we'll cover it in an upcoming show.